This is the Truth Network. Time has come, my friends. The time that was foretold. The sacred time. The time of destiny. The time of deliverance. It is the time. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. What do you want? What do you want to carry that gun around for anyway? You're just gonna wind up doing something you regret. I'm talking to the wrong person about regrets, Jack. I mean, there must be programs out there and um, uh, opportunities. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you actually trying to save me? <laughs> this is bananas. This man thinks I need to be saved, yo. <laughs> Everybody needs something. Yeah. Well, what do you need, Jack? Me. You just said everybody needs something. I got everything I need. Wow. It must be great being you. May I help you? Confessions of an ancient car salesman <laughs> today on the Christian Car Guy Show. You might have heard that rescue music right there with a William Tell overture, but that may I or can I help you is something that most salespeople would certainly relate to, confessions of an ancient car salesman. It's going to be interesting where we go today. It's really about victory and rescue and surrender today's show is. That's the scene from the movie Rango. Maybe you heard that at the beginning where the people of Dirt Town They think it's the time of salvation. It's at hand. (laughs) And they truly have surrendered their hearts and their minds to Mayor Tortoise John. On the other hand, the clip from the movie, uh, it's called Family Man. Jack is trying to save a young man with a gun who is clearly not about to surrender to a hypocrite. So (laughs) this is where we're going. It's really going to be fun. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. We're here to help us surrender. Uh, We're going to surrender a little time to him, actually, is our Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon. Bill, you had a a surrender experience just yesterday or a chance to help. Well, I had an interesting week last week. I was uh, out in the Bahamas. I was in Freeport, I mean, uh, in Nassau. And Friday, my devotional, I've got a, a book on Spurgeon, and it says, It is a glorious thing to have big trouble, a great Atlantic blow that will take you off your feet and sweep you out to the sea and let you sink down into the depths and into the, the old ocean's lowest caverns until you get to the foundations of the mountains, and there you will see God, and then come up again to tell what a great God He is and how gracious He delivers His people. That was a, an awesome thing to read as we were heading back to port before the hurricane came down on us. Yeah, and talk about needing a rescue. <laughs> ah, so in order to be rescued, you have to want to be rescued. <laughs> and the level of distress appears to be critical to the amount of want. 
to explain it further, it was once explained to me, if your arm is chopped off and you're in the emergency room to get it stitched up, you don't ask the doctor, how much is this going to cost? Right? Seems like a simple enough principle, but how deep do you want to go into this rabbit hole, Alice? Because it's pretty deep. The original reason I think this principle was being taught to me many years ago was to help me see the need that if you can build up somebody's desire for a car where they just absolutely have to have it, you can increase the profit margin. And I'm guessing they teach something similar to that in all sales applications. However, there's a spiritual side to this and a practical side that is, in my idea, is life-saving both physically and eternally. So as we heard in the intro, you may note there are a couple of attempted rescue scenes. The first one is a mass of people who have been sold on the idea that they need a rescue. As you can hear them shouting, hallelujah, from the movie, it's from the movie Rango. And it's actually a con in order, in order to try to control them by old uh, Tortoise John there. And the second scene is from a movie called Family Man. And there's a young man. And if you listen caref carefully to what he says, we're going to play it a couple more times during the show. He sees no need for a rescue from a person who appears lost himself when he says, what do you need, Jack? And Jack says, I got everything I need. If you listen carefully to that, it's almost chilling to me, isn't it, to hear the stark hypocrisy. But it's a hypocrisy that Jack himself has no idea of. I mean, watch the movie. It's clear Jack has no idea that he needs something desperately, but he didn't know what it is. Well, how about me? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what do I need? Well, honestly, I need a rescue almost minute by minute. I mean, maybe second by second. And God was so kind to give me my word for the day last Sunday. As you know, I pray every day for a word early. And the word he gave me Sunday was absolute victory. So I went to research that. And the first place you'll find the word victory in the KJV version of the Bible is in 2 Samuel 19.2. And then here's a quote of that verse. It says, And the victory that day was turned into mourning unto all the people, for the people heard say that how the king was grieved for his son. So the Hebrew word for victory here is, I believe, pronounced Teshua, meaning salvation. So isn't it interesting? The word victory means salvation or deliverance, a rescue. And as I pondered this, and I've been pondering it since I got it, my word for Thursday, interestingly, was surrender, which in Hebrew, surrender means to lay prostrate. So it occurs to me, it really does, that if I'm to truly be rescued, I'm going to have to have absolute unconditional surrender. I mean, lay down my time, my will, my money, my control, my motives, my relationships, my heart, my soul, my plans. I told you this pretty deep rabbit hole. If we're going to get a complete rescue, we're going to have to get a complete surrender. So when we allow someone to help us, at whatever level we allow them to help us, we surrender a little bit of our control. We surrender a little bit of our money or our will in order to be rescued and depends on how much you're willing to surrender is going to be depend on how much you can have an opportunity to be surrendered of course if you're surrendering to a con man who has the you know the ideas of tortoise john there that might not play out so good for you or if you're surrendering to somebody who really doesn't know where they're going as in the case of jack that's not going to play out so good for you 
And so the very first thing I was taught when I was selling cars, and maybe you're taught something similar like this if you ever taught how to sell, is there's this thing called the road to the sale, and it's 10 ordered steps to take a customer through to help them buy a car. The first step is called the meet and greet. And here I was taught the fitness first thing that you do with a customer is you offer out your hand and you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Robbie Dillmore. Welcome to ABC Motors. And we were taught, do not, absolutely do not, in any circumstances, say, can I help you? <laughs> and here comes the true confession. I, I never did that. I taught it maybe to hundreds of car salesmen, but I never, ever went out to a customer, reached out my hand and say, hi, welcome to ABC Motors or any other dealership I was working at. I'm Robbie Dillmore. Because it felt awkward. I don't like telling people who I am. And and I never have. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but I rarely, if ever, introduce myself on the radio. I, I just don't do that because truth is I've really never surrendered to that concept. I mean, who I am seems irrelevant to the circumstances. And God clearly asked me to help people years ago as sort of my mission statement. So in order to actually help someone, I got to gain their trust, right? And gaining their trust seems to me to be a lot more bigger priority than them knowing who I am. So I personally don't lean towards trusting somebody who is very impressed with themselves. So what I would actually say when I went to wait on a customer is I would just say, can I show you something? Because I kind of figured that's what they came for was to see something. And, and that really started the whole process of trust that, hey, uh, this guy's motives are to help me, not necessarily to help himself, which is really what my motives were because I just never felt natural to introduce myself. But see, there was really something there that I did not realize was going on that I, God didn't give me a lot of charisma gifts, but he'd given me a motive that was clean, that was like, I want to help this person. And, I, and and they would begin to discern that that was what was going on. And I didn't have the charisma to sell my car. They just simply at some point in time trusted me enough to surrender whatever amount of money they needed to surrender in order to accomplish this transaction and surrender amount of time and a surrender amount of, of, of things that go along the line, including their signature, right, Bill? A little bit of ink. <clears throat> So it's interesting to me that my whole life, over 40 years in the car business at this point, God has been teaching me about surrender, but I didn't really understand it. But how about you? And uh, Bill's got an amazing story on surrender. We're going to talk about it. We would love your surrender story. Maybe you are getting the concept and this has opened up your mind to something. I hope so. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. More surrender when we come back. I say this calls for action and now... What do you want? What do you want to carry that gun around for anyway? You're just gonna wind up doing something you regret. Talking to the wrong person about regrets, Jack. I mean, there must be programs out there and um, uh, opportunities. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you actually trying to save me? <laughs> this is bananas. This man thinks I need to be saved, yo. <laughs> Everybody needs something. Yeah. 
Well, what do you need, Jack? Me. You just said everybody needs something. I got everything I need. Wow, it must be great being you. It must be great being you. <laughs> May I help you? Confessions of an ancient car salesman today on the Christian Car Guy show. And I, I would really love to spend a couple minutes on that clip, Bill, that you know, I wonder sometimes when I'm trying to help somebody that, that I'm really ready with the hope that's in me because, you know, poor Jack here, he has no clue what he's getting himself into. This guy's got a gun and, and it, it has to do with a lottery card and a bunch of stuff. It's kind of a crazy scene. But nonetheless, what the guy detects in Jack is this guy wants to save me, but he's not going anywhere. I mean, doesn't really have what it is that he's he is pretending to offer and i and i often think you know that how can people relate how can in other words if what we're talking about is today that in order to re- increase the rescue we've got to increase right our desire to want to be rescued so what am i looking forward to strong enough to give up my will my time my money what what is worth it for me to totally surrender and, and, of course, in this case, the young man sees nothing in Jack that's willing to surrender his will to this guy. Well, you know what you call somebody that diligently tries to help someone that doesn't want any help? A pest. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they either want your help and are willing to listen and take some advice or you're casting pearls before. Well, I don't know that you're casting pearls because here's what I was thinking that if Jack could throw out a line or two to say that he's got his own struggles and this is where he's working, in other words, some kind of testimony that, you know, I, I've been this way myself at times or I've gone through this in my own life and here's where I found some help. In other words, to where I can see that the person offering me some type of salvation or some type of rescue has himself been rescued. But the challenge is, is that we as Christians sometimes forget that the people just can't relate to a perfect person. It must be great to be you. You know, that that whole situation is that if we don't open up and be transparent with our own struggles that we desperately need the same rescue they do, then how in the world do they find something like that? But the perfect example is I, I would love for you to share the story from yesterday that you that it was an attempted rescue yeah i I was visiting a a business and i came out and a couple people asked for a couple dollars to catch a bus i said well i don't normally give money to people in these situations but if you're hungry i'll buy you lunch so i took the two asked the two escorted the two over to a little chinese restaurant and bought them some lunch and young lady goes back in the back and the gentleman can't keep the lady's name straight but he's claiming to be married to her there were numerous other things that went on in the conversation that went from i'm pretty sure you're making all this up to there's absolutely no doubt in my mind and um when the young lady came back i said you know there's a wonderful place one of my best friends one of the people i respect the most is a a young lady named Kristen who works with a program 
um, to help young ladies that have been in desperate situations. And I said, you know, she used to run a place called Holly House around the corner, and they can't help you with this gentleman, but they can help you. And I gave him some suggestions on where he could go get help. Said, maybe you should take these $2 and go catch the bus. And he says, well, she's coming with me. And she made it clear that she really didn't want to go with him. And I made it clear that if we needed to, we could ask a policeman to help us make this decision. And we got on the phone with Kristen, and Kristen was able to talk to the young lady and find out enough about her that she really needed some help. She knew she needed some help, but Kristen found a way to, to, to get her into a program the next day and even volunteered to find a way to afford to get by that night and then the young lady started with excuses and there's some place she needed to go for a few minutes before and then she was thinking about staying with her ex-boyfriend and the the more she talked the more i just knew both both the ideas she had was going to take her farther and farther away from actually getting help so uh yeah yeah there was but the you left out a little critical part of the story that when the gentleman went off to the bathroom, and when he did, this was before you knew the rest of the story. I'd actually handed her $10 with the idea that maybe this can help you get away from this guy. And at that point, I didn't realize she was an addict, even though it was a pretty good assumption. But once I'd separated, once God had separated him from her, having offered her, having provided her that $10, probably turned out to be a great mistake which allowed her to right because she saw a way out of her current pain yes with the ten dollars rather than actually surrendering to something that would make sense and based on the rest of the discussion you had with her she'd been down this road 12 many, times many, yes many. now she's got the opportunity to make a call today and Kristen will We'll go and pick her up and get her to where she needs to go. So if you will keep this young lady in your prayers today. Yeah, that that's what I was The Holy about. Spirit will move in this situation and that she will make that call and Kristen can get her get her to a facility. She uh, was very familiar with Solus Christus and she knew some of the other treatment programs in town. So I, I know she knows how to reach out for help. It's just that. She After she gets the help, she had surrendered. Yeah, there's there's something to that. We, we want to talk about that. We certainly would love your surrender story, or maybe the time you didn't. 866-348-7884. More on rescue and surrender. Essentially, can I help you when we come back? Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my 
pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. The time has come, my friend. The time that was foretold. The sacred time. The time of destiny. The time of deliverance. It is the time. Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Yes, we're hearing the rescue music from William Tell there. <laughs> For those of us that are older like me, we, we, we know that's the music behind the Lone Ranger. We're expecting ready rescue here any second. And so that's what we're talking about today. And may I help you? You're kind of when you're saying that you're asking to be rescued at some extent. And how much of that is connected to surrender? And it, it occurred to me this morning Something I was taught as a very young salesperson was that if your arm has been chopped off and you're literally bleeding to death and you go to the doctor and he says, you know, I'm going to need that stitch that up for you. You do not ask him how much is that going to cost? (laughs) So as we were talking about Bill's friend here a few minutes ago that her she was obviously in a lot of pain, especially if she was addicted. Yeah, she she'd gotten high early in the day, and it was starting to kick in again. So the 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 emptiness in her, yeah, and she, I I wanted to get more into Christ and wanted to do a salvation prayer, and her mind was completely and totally consumed with how do I get rid of this pain? Right, right, and 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 so it's an interesting thing that. If, if you've been in sales, you, you, you realize to some extent that you have two roads that you can go down. You can manipulate the person for your needs to try to get them to do something so that you can benefit, or you can try to figure out a way to help them, and in doing so, quite often, you get helped just because you figured out how to help them. And, and it's kind of like you, you got two paths that you can go, but in determining how you're going to help them, there's going to require on their part some amount of surrender, surrender of information. I used to find this all the time. People would lie to me. I mean, they would tell me they didn't have a trade and then they had a trade or I've got great credit and it turned out they had horrible credit. In other words, that that there's this surrender of the truth, which takes a certain amount of faith and a certain amount of trust. You, you should sell auto insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're right. People, and then oh, they got to surrender money. Oh man, uh, there's a lot of they got to surrender a signature, as you pointed out earlier. But I don't know if you've ever thought. I, I was thinking about it this morning. Really, the greatest surrender of all time. The greatest surrender of all time. I, I think I don't know what could possibly compare of Jesus surrendering to His Father's will. To go to the cross, nailed on the cross, die and descended into hell. I knew that was coming. 
knew that was coming. Right. But the trust that he had in his father, the faith, and, and we're talking about an absolutely complete surrender. So as I thought about it more and more, it's like, okay, God, I'm getting the picture because he's, he's coming at me with this teaching and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it, I'm reading it, I'm studying it. There must be some things in my life that I have yet to surrender. And like Jack, you know, I'm, I'm good. I've got everything I need here. <laughs> well, he may probably have been saying, I have everything. You don't have anything to offer me. <laughs> and, and so maybe you've got that in your life. We would love to hear your take on all this. 866-348-7884. Yes, this is a live show, and we would love to hear from you. But it also plays in perfectly, Bill, with the Jesus labor love. Which, by the way, you know, I've been struggling along here for about a month, running really, really low on money, and I don't like to ask for money on the air. I really don't. So last week I surrendered. <laughs> and I said, hey, guys, I've had this lady, and man, she got this transmission, and I can't fix it because, you know, and I went on and told the story. And I know you're probably not surprised, but I'm blessed out of my socks that, man, people came from all over, and we had several wonderful donations come in but interestingly we had more (laughs) we had a bunch more people you know this week again with more needs and and, you know it's it's interesting to me as i talk to these people because i'm blessed to be able to talk to them i couldn't help but note based on my lesson plan this week that god was teaching me the level of surrender of the applicants that for example, I had this wonderful widow. I mean, you can tell that she was just, whatever I said, I think this is what we need to do with your car. And I think this, oh, Robbie, thank you. God bless you. You know, and, and, and a complete level of surrender, complete level of trust. Uh, uh, unfortunately, that is kind of rare. Because most of these young ladies, like your late young lady, have been hurt by men that, you know, misguided. They all have an agenda you know, whatever. And that's why I think it's so critical that we pray with them as quickly as we can so that they can begin to trust what it is I'm saying. But I had this other one. (laughs) I'll be honest. It's just like, are you not listening to me? I'm telling you, you know, she had a, uh, like a 1998 Ford Explorer and it needed a transmission. And then it needed an intake manifold, and then it needed brakes, and 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 two or other. It was a hole too big to fill. And and as she was going into all this stuff that that she, that she was wanting to do, I said, and she had talked to all these different organizations, and she she'd done all this planning and work, and I said, well, can can I just give you some fatherly advice that if you were my daughter, the first thing I would just just think about is you're talking about a car that's probably worth fifteen hundred dollars. And you don't know how much it's going to take to get this one back, but you know it's it's fifteen hundred dollars more than that. Unless there's something really intrinsically valuable to, about this car to you, it's not a sound financial decision. It would be a whole lot better to try to find something else. And, and she would have, she would listen to that first, and then she would go off. She was so far from willing to take my advice, it wasn't even funny. I mean, I was like okay, so we're going to fix this car. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Well, I offered to still help at some level, you know, and certainly prayed with her. 
but it's kind of difficult when you're sitting there and you know this person is totally in charge and totally running themselves right into the ditch. Uh, you know, or it would appear that way. And, and I could be wrong. I'm wrong. My wife would point out that happens frequently. <laughs> yes, dear, is the, the, the key phrase to success, successful marriage. Yes, dear. But I have my own <clears throat> surrender story, which I would love to hear yours. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. I'd love to hear it. So last, I didn't, you don't even know this, last uh, Sunday, afternoon i'm taking i take my wife and my mother-in-law out on the boat and we're fishing in in our lake by our house and we're having a wonderful time and and i really thought the fish would be a lot closer to shore than they would be out further in the lake you know and and so i started to get really close to the shore about seven or eight miles from where the marina was and i don't know what i hit but whatever i hit <laughs> The prop went bam, you know, and you, you hear this noise that, that's just not good. You had oars in the boat, I hope. At, like at, seven or eight miles. I raised not. the engine up and, you know, backed it off a little bit off the shore and then started it and, and the boat just vibrated horribly. And so I lifted the motor back out of the water again and there was one of the blades of the prop was completely sheared off. So the propeller was way out of balance and so if you tried to run the engine over anything it would vibrate now you have a choice and my mother-in-law made it very clear to me that we were going to die <laughs> <laughs> was that we or you maybe well, it was she, she said, was trying to say you, you please give die? me a life preserver because i know we're gonna die right and, and and this was her thing we need to call the coast guard we need to call the, you know we need to do something we need to be rescued and that's that she was ready to surrender completely but being the man that I, <laughs> I was not ready. I was like, well, the boat will limp along at about you know a few miles an hour. And my wife said, yeah, we've been towed before, and it, you don't go very fast when you're getting towed, and we'll we'll mess up somebody's Labor Day weekend. So it took literally an hour and a half to go at it. But the whole time I was now understand this was my word of the day on Sunday. This was the day I got this about surrender and victory. Okay, and and I am processing this event <laughs> and thinking you know if i surrender i could get rescued but i don't know that that's appropriate under these circumstances and it's an interesting discernment don't you think bill i think you just enjoy your mother-in-law's company so much you wanted that extra hour and a half with it <laughs> <laughs> just to show you that god has a sense of humor okay the we we go all this way now since we were going so slow i figured we might as well troll and i just kept fishing right well i caught a great big old bass right there <laughs> you know I, I doubt whether the other other two passengers were quite quite as excited about that if catch. i had surrendered i would not have caught that fish i'm just saying <laughs> well I have a little more I want to share about this kind of stuff, and we would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. Confessions of an Ancient Car Salesman. Today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. What, what, do you want, what do you want to carry that gun around for anyway? You're just going to wind up doing something you regret. Talk to the wrong person about repress, Jack. I mean, there must be programs out there and um, uh, opportunities. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Are you actually trying to save me? <laughs> this is bananas. This man thinks I need to be saved, yo! <laughs> Everybody needs something. Yeah? Well, what do you need, Jack? Me. You just said, everybody needs something. I got everything I need. Wow. It must be great being you. <laughs> May I help you today on the Christian Car Guy Show, Confessions of an Ancient Car Salesman. So, Bill, carrying on my lesson plan, God continues to work on me, and I... So... Yesterday, actually, I'm asking for my word of the day, and this is part of my normal prayer thing, which happens about four o'clock in the morning, and I'm I'm asking him for a word for the Maybe day. Maybe you're drinking too much coffee there. And he gives me the word, and usually he gives me biblical words, but this time he gives me a word that I'm thinking is not in the Bible anywhere, and the word is premonition. But premonition will kind of whet your appetite, like, oh, that's a good word. I like that word. And, and, and so I didn't find it in the Bible, but I, I did another kind of search through um, another Bible app that I had, and it referenced Jeremiah eleven seven, which I never had paid that much attention to that verse. But now I think it may be my life verse. I, I, I'm so excited about Jeremiah eleven seven. I just wanted to take a little time this morning to share it with you guys. So Jeremiah eleven seven says, for I earnestly protested unto your fathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, even unto this day, rising up early and protesting, saying, obey my voice. So uh, there's some fascinating things in that. Number one, only in the King James Version do they give you that rising up early in the morning. But when you go check that out in the original Hebrew, you're going to find that the word that is used there, the Hebrew word is shaham, which means ex exactly what it means is to rise up early, to put your shoulder to the plow, to get up, to go do something important. And, and when you think about it, you know, if you were going to go, if you're me and you're going to go fishing tomorrow, I'm, you could just count on the fact that I'm going to be up early, and the earlier the better. If I was going to go hunting tomorrow, if I was going to leave on vacation, I would raise up early, I would be anxious, and I'd be wanting to put my shoulder to the plow of, of whatever that, that may be. And here God is telling Jeremiah that he has risen up early. And he has said time and time again, obey my voice. And so I find that fascinating that in order to obey his voice, you, you've got to hear his voice, <laughs> right? In order to hear his voice, there's something magical I've found in my own life about getting up early. So if you find that word shaham and, and you go do a word study on it, you're going to find out that all your biblical giants did a lot of shahaming. <laughs> Genesis 19.7, Abraham shahamed. He rose up early. Genesis 21.14, Genesis 22.3. All Abraham getting up early. Jacob rose up early in 28.18. And then Moses, oh, he might have been the king of Shaham. He got up early in 8.20. He got up into Exodus. Now, Exodus 8.20, Exodus 9.13, 24.4. And you might guess that he got up early the morning to get the Ten Commandments. Of course, if you knew you were going to get the Ten Commandments, Bill, you'd get up early, right? I mean, 
that's kind of the deal. Joshua was a big early riser too. Check it out. You'll find Joshua did the Shaham thing in Joshua 3, 1, 6, 2, 6, 5, 7, 16. And I'll bet you would not be too terribly shocked to find out, guess who? Shahamed a great deal. David, right? And, well, considering and, and, the mattresses those people slept on. You know, and Isaiah and Jeremiah and the list goes on and on and on. That the deal of it is those people were all so excited to connect with God that they got up early in the morning to do that because it was of first priority. I mean, it's just like, oh my goodness, I get to get a word from you every day. Now, I was, I was just considering this, that if I was going to try to lead my family out of the ditch, and I, I honestly feel like, man, we got all these struggles all the time. Maybe your family's perfect, but in mine's case, I, I can easily see that there's a lot of things. But the real problem is me. That it, there's no way that I'm going to get them out of the ditch if I don't get out of the ditch. And the only way I can get out of the ditch is to rise up early in the morning and hear his voice and obey. And that means a lot more than just listening for the word of the day. Don't get me wrong. That, 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 that It took years and years and years and years of studying the Bible and listening to his voice, knowing what he sounds like. But his voice is unique, unique, like Bill's voice is unique. If you hear Bill's voice, you go, I've never heard a voice like that, or my voice is now, unique. I, gotta, I, I believe anybody that wakes up and says, God, if I only knew what you wanted me to do today, that God can talk to them real clear. The problem is waking up and saying, if I only knew what you wanted me to do today, <laughs> which might be easier to do at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, I can tell you from – just you know whatever that that it is the joy of my life mm. to see how he works with me and it actually is the hope of my life because when i think of everyone i know that i dearly love that i wonder if they're going in the wrong direction <laughs> you may wonder that too but the thing i think is if god is working so hard on me which he clearly is because i can see how he's given me this stuff every single day that he's trying to get me to to, to get from my head to my heart, the great news is he's doing that with everybody that I love because he who began a good work in you, Bill, is going to be faithful to complete it. And so my hope is not necessarily in that other person. My hope is, is in Jesus in that other person and the work that God is doing, he's going to get them up early. In the, he's going to get them. So if they, if, if they will surrender, I believe this. They will see that, oh, my goodness, I can get a word from the one that Jesus got the word from to get the ultimate surrender right there. I mean, they're going to get word, obviously, from the Father and the Holy Spirit and from God, you know, from Jesus. But the deal of it is, is I believe that if you really apply it to, like, I wanted this as bad as I want to go fishing in the morning or as bad as I want those drugs, you know, of, of your girl, that God's going to, God's going to honor that. He's, he's coming after that desire in you. And as you begin to get yourself out of the ditch, or in my case, if I begin to get myself out of the ditch, then I'll have something to offer the Jacks in this world. And, and when they say, well, what do you need, Robbie? <laughs> well, <laughs> I need Jesus. And let me tell you why. You know, I have this stuff 
that I have really, really, really struggled with where I just cannot believe that I was capable of doing these horrible things, but I just was. And if it hadn't been for Jesus showing me and forgiving me and making a way for me, I, I would really wouldn't even be here talking to you. I saw a study that they asked, and 30% of millennials say they don't have a f- close friend, that all of their friends they talk to with their thumbs. Yet we all need really good friends, and we need that one special, most important, that is Jesus. Yes, we do, and, you know, the challenge is you can't text him. <laughs> Maybe you can. I don't know, but I've never known him to text back. So, you know, it's the opportunity to, to rise up early. And he doesn't say, see my voice. He says, hear it. Right. And that requires listening. And, and, it, and it also has an implication to it of obeying, you know. But before you can obey, you got to be able to hear. And so, you know, that's that's our prayer for all of us today, especially you know, our families at the Christian Car Guy Show. Thank you, Bill. As always, it's a, a joy to have you. Bill Mixon, our Christian insurance guy, represents nationwide here in the Winston-Salem area. You can find him at our website. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years.